Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Super excited to have David Kilgore on the podcast today. He is an ultra runner based in New York City, originally from Florida, and he most recently completed the World Marathon Challenge, seven marathons on seven continents in seven days, and he won every single one of those marathons. I picked his brain about so many different things in this episode, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Right here with David. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, you're probably, I think you might be one of like the most insane people, like in terms of repertoire and what you've accomplished that I've had on the podcast. I'm excited to pick your brain. Yo, no, seriously, thanks for having me on. I'm super stoked to to chat with you. Of course. Um, j- like just to get started, do you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Like give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are and what you're about. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I am David Kogor. And I'm about the stoke, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, I just I just love people with high energy, and um, to I love to see people passionate about stuff. So I feel like I really gravitate to those type of things myself. And um, I am a I'm a professional athlete on the Toronto Ultra scene um, as my career, and also I work for On as their sports marketing manager, which is a cool uh, I feel like dual dual purpose role as well. Uh, where I feel like I get to exude that passion uh, in my work every day. And it's awesome to help elevate other athletes and to to be the best of themselves. So it's it's super exciting. I feel like it's very dynamic, but uh, really cool. Day in and day out. I love it. I don't know how you balance it all. Like how, I don't know. I guess we can get into it later, like how you can balance a job and your training and stuff. Um, but I kind of want to, like, before we jump into everything, I just wanted to talk about what you accomplished, like, probably most recently that was incredibly epic, which was the seven marathons on seven continents. Um, whose idea was that? Dude, so, so insane. It was so insane. Um, but honestly, yeah, it was my idea. So there, I think the race has been going on now for at least, at least five plus years. Uh, but a buddy of mine, Mike Wardia, and I saw do it the first time, I believe in 2017. And ever since then, I was just like, wow, this is like something that's like on the list. I have to go after that. And I feel like over the last couple of years, I was like working to find different ways to to make this happen. And yeah, all came true this year, which was fantastic and out of this world experience. Really, really cool. I was joking with everybody on the plane. I was like, I feel like this is like 
adult marathon airplane camp that we all get to spend together like this is like so fun I know the people that were probably with you like on that trip I feel like after something like that you probably have a lifelong bond (laughs) with each other because like that's just an insane thing whether it be like the traveling from each continent the racing and the recovery part like I genuinely don't know how people are capable of doing that but I guess I mean and you won you won all of them right did I did yeah I did yeah (laughs) but yeah hands down to it and it was really cool dude I feel like across the board it was just people from like different walks of life, different career moments and all of the above. So it, it was, it was a rat, like a rat eclectic of people, but yeah, everybody's like super close. We have like a WhatsApp group that we always like coordinate and chat. And now like everybody's like doing all these races all over the place. So it's really fun. How many people did it? Um, On the trip. Exactly. I think there was about like 68 to like 72 ish people, but That's I think actually, actually ran it was like 47. Yeah. It was, it was quite a bit of people. Yeah. I'm like, how do we, how do 40 however many people how are people able to do that that's insane but I don't know I mean it looks really cool I feel like you did an amazing job of documenting it I was eagerly following (laughs) thank you no and shouts to the content team on the on site the whole time I feel like those guys are like whipping out videos and like uh photos like within within the hours of like finishing so it was like awesome to, i know i felt like to. i was there like on the sidelines watching each marathon <laughs> being completed so is that like an invite only thing or can you like apply how does that work yeah so it's uh just the, the name of the race called the world marathon challenge and you just like apply online and then if you get in it's basically just like a uh it's an it's a it's a large fee but, uh, yeah i was like i was like that has to be expensive. yeah it's a nice chunk <laughs> But honestly, too, I feel like uh, even though that it is quite expensive, but I think just for like a trip to Antarctica itself is like out of this world. So I think it's it's well worth it if you're able to finesse it. But yeah, it's definitely yeah. a nice, nice chunk of change. <laughs> yeah. This is why people think runners are crazy is because like you're willing to spend so much money just to go through like pain and misery. Yeah, but for sure. It's I, I question it. myself sometimes on that. Yeah, especially someone like you, where it's like extreme amounts of pain. Um, well, I guess how how was like doing seven marathons in a row? Did you like have any injuries or anything along the way? No, honestly, I feel like I was I was getting better with time. You know, seriously, <laughs> I feel like I was getting in better shape. You know, I was like, this is great. Oh yeah, it was just like a huge day, a huge week of training. Exactly. Yeah, honestly, I do feel that the first two, even though the weather was probably the most aggressive and the, the in Antarctica and South Africa were the first two. Um, but those were my two like most like I was like, wow, this is like challenging. Like I'm kind of dying a little bit. And then I feel like after that, I just progressively got a bit better each time. And then I you get to the finish line, you're just kind of like or the last one, which is the finish line. And you're just like so excited. Like, wow, like I already knocked that six like number seven is like here there's so much energy on the beach in south beach it was really cool yeah that, at that point it's like you know the final sprint <laughs> the yeah, last exactly. miles. those photos from antarctica were insane like those have to be some of the coolest like running photos i feel like i've ever seen just first of all someone even running a marathon in antarctica like i don't even know how that's possible like what was the temperature like there Dude, so I think it was, um, I think it was around like negative 20, 28, I think they said. And then it was like, there was a wind that was like 45 miles an hour or so. So dude, it was honestly like so terrible, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, we got there and they're like, before we leave, they're like, hey, I think this is going to be like one of the best years ever. You you might be able to run like a sh- shorts and a t-shirt. 
at some point we get there and everyone's in like kind of like proper like north america like northeast like winter gear and everyone's like looking at each other like it's pretty damn cold out here we gotta like put everything we have in our bags on and so that's basically what everyone did just like layered up to the max and just like went for it but yeah it was it was treacherous no shorts and t-shirt moment no shorts and t-shirt moment i had two pairs of tights on and i actually ended up wearing uh these pants that i'm wearing right now they're like dress pants they're like noah dress pants dress pants i mean i guess at that point being warm is like i don't know overrides any comfort level that you're having yeah i was like we're out here i was like i'm putting everything that i have on in my bag i was like i'm like frozen how does that even feel like how do you even run in that weather like how does it so from the moment that you start running, does it just feel like bone chilling the entire time? Dude, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you feel the same way or if most, most runners feel the same way, but my legs hardly ever really get cold. Mm-hmm. Like my my legs, and my feet. And when I like I got off the plane and honestly, like from the wind and also the temperature, like through my tights that I had two pairs of tights on, it almost felt like I was like getting like frostbite on my legs. And I was like, this is so cold. I was like, I just need something to like, block block my legs and everything because I was like I don't even know if this means I was like I don't want to get frostbite on my legs but honestly when we first started off because we were facing or we were going with the wind I kind of like reset in my head I was like oh actually this might not be too bad like I felt I was like clicking along I was like started off I was like running like six and a half minute pace or something like that like six fifteen and I was like okay I was like it's not not too be too bad and then as soon as I turned around because we ended up doing a bunch of out and backs uh it was just like a wall on my face and I was like this is not it I guess I'm just gonna just like cruise and just keep doing this but yeah it was it was crazy Jeez, that's like I hate wind I think wind is probably my least favorite element like I can handle I don't know rain and cold but there's something about the wind that just makes me so angry so I can't imagine that feeling of having a 45 mile an hour like wind blowing at you um when it's freezing outside I feel like that would just like rage would ensue especially because I think the thing is is that I get so like excited when I'm going with the wind whatever because I'm like I feel amazing like I feel the best whatever and then my ego just gets hit immediately I think that's why I hate the wind so much but dude I I second that let's let's get rid of the wind yeah (laughs) I don't know how I don't know who I need to talk to to like make that happen but we should all just abolish it 100% petition against the wind I'll be the first signature yeah um okay well I kind of want to like know more about your background how you even got I don't even know how one starts to get into that sort of thing so we can take it way back like how did you get started in running in general yeah um so yeah I feel like I feel like I've told this story like a handful of times but like I first I first got into running with uh actually kind of through my dad we didn't really know like the world of running or anything about it and he got really like jacked in the gym and he was like, I want to put on muscle. I want to be swole, um, got really big. And then he was like, all right, I need to trim down. I want to do some like cardio and all this stuff. So he started running and I, whenever I'd go visit my dad, you know, I was like a young kid, like looking up to my dad too. I was like, Oh wow, this like is exciting. It looks really cool. I want to come do it. And I was like, whatever, like 10 years old or something. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't know. Like if a kid can run like a mile, like, I don't know. And <laughs> I don't know if a kid can run a mile. <laughs> And so I was like, whatever. And then um, he finally like let me come. And I was just like stoked out of my mind. I was like, wow, this is great. This is like so fun. I was like running around. And he was like actually dying. And he's like, okay, I guess I can't do this. And you can do this. And um, 
And kind of after that, uh, I started running like more on a regular basis. It just like really like, I don't know, struck a chord with me and I got excited about it. And about like, I think a year in, um, I started running, running basically on a regular basis. I was running about a mile a day. And so when my dad was still going to the gym, I would run a mile or two on a treadmill and some, some lady, her name was Jackie Clifton or is Jackie Clifton. And she approached me on the, on the treadmill and it was basically, Hey, like little kid, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, I was like shy and all that, you know, at the time. So I was like, Hey, you want to go like talk to my dad? And, and basically that relationship uh, fostered into me meeting my high school coach, um, coach Doug Butler in, in the state of Florida where I grew up. And, um, and basically like after that, it was like, history uh he's like one of the most winningest coaches in the state of florida for like cross country and track and field but also i feel like just like foster such a like excellent environment for for youth um keeps it very exciting but also like you know lays down the law a little bit like puts in the hard work so yeah it was just a great like foundation after that and uh yeah i was super pumped just kind of like uh, me into my relationship so did you do like did you do like usatf racing or was it just you started like with high school stuff Pretty much. I, I did. There was actually middle school track that was offered. I think I did. I think I did one actually like USATF, like cross country meet. Um, like, I can't remember what it's called, but it was at the wild world, wide world of sports. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, but it's in Disney, Disney world, uh, which I grew up about like an hour away from um, and in central Florida. And so I did that in middle school. But other than that, it was just uh, I did a lot of like middle school track leading up to high school. And then it was like proper like high school, like cross country track and field. Yeah. Were you like good right off the bat or was it kind of a slow progression? I mean, a mile a day, that's not like heavy on the training. Hey, it's consistent, but you're not doing like 30 miles a week when you're 10 or 12, I guess. Yeah, 100%, dude. Uh, honestly, yeah, kind of like right out the gate, I, I or at least in my area, I feel like I was like pretty, pretty solid because um, I did... I did my last year of like elementary school. I did like the Hershey's track me, which I don't think exists anymore. Oh, I know and, what that is though. Yeah, 100%, dude. Uh, trying to trying to make my way to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And um, I think I ran like a six minute mile or something like that. And then really, I feel like honestly, after like kind of like going under Coach Butler and stuff through my middle school years and doing like middle school track and everything, uh, I was able to like put down some decent times for like a middle school like kid. I think in eighth grade, I ran like, 450 something for the mile oh, yeah, that's and solid. Like, definitely solid yeah like two like 15 or 210 or something like that for the 800 but yeah so it was cool but like in my area like at that time in middle school too I was like I was thrashing everybody um but honestly when I when I first yeah I was like <laughs> I sit on everybody when I first went in I was like I was like I'm like I was like I don't know what this means I don't know anything about this um uh, but then yeah it just kind of like worked out yeah and, and then, then I went so, to high school and got rocked <laughs> yeah it tends to happen it tends to happen I feel like honestly I think it's a really good way to get into running is like when you're really good and then you win everything yeah. and then when you already have the ego and you already know that like you're gonna keep running and stuff and then you go to the bigger meets and then you will get absolutely demolished like it doesn't hurt or like it hurts but you're already like committed to it so then you like have to keep getting better you know right but, for sure yeah yeah you're like there's a silver lining in here somewhere yeah exactly <laughs> So yeah, you ran all throughout high school and then in college as well. So what was, I guess, like the college experience like for you? Yeah. So then the college experience was pretty, pretty wild. I feel like too, I feel like I had a pretty random one in the sense of I, I transferred two different times uh, in, in college. So I went to three different colleges, um, which was, which was solid. Yeah. Got the full spectrum, you know. Yeah, man. Just, you wanted to test out like one of each, I guess. Yeah. Test out the waters. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so I went to the University of Colorado for, for three years. Uh, then I went to the University of Florida for one. And then I went to uh, a semester of grad school at Oklahoma State University. Oh, uh, man. Wow. That's like, and that's three very different schools as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, dude, it was honestly, it was an epic journey. It was quite the adventure. Um, and I was, you know, like every now and then, like, I feel like each place had its own, like, you know, special sauce, which was like really fun and uh, great people and friends and all that. Um, so I feel like I always look back and I'm like, man, I wish I had like another year there or another year there. But also like, I was like, man, it was like really cool to be able to experience like all the different programs. I feel like, like just like the, the education of, of the sport as well to see like, you know, the, basically the coaching uh, discrepancies in each, in each uh, program, which is really cool. And then, yeah, just meeting all a vast amount of people, which is always fun. Yeah. I also, I transferred uh, once, so I got a taste of two schools, but it was, yeah. I agree. It was very interesting seeing like different coaching philosophies and yeah. just seeing like different team dynamics and stuff. So I'm kind of glad I had two experiences because it, I mean, I was only at, uh, I went to Vanderbilt for one semester. Yeah. So I was only there for one semester. So it was like, I don't know, very minimal amount. And I have that same feeling where it's like, I kind of wish, sometimes I wish I just spent more time there. Not really because in the moment it was right for me to transfer, but I don't know. I just think about it sometimes. I'm like, I wonder what would have happened if I stayed there for longer, you know? Um, Why did you initially transfer from Colorado? So basically when I went to Colorado at first, I was on like scholarship for athletics, academics, and also my, my father's in the military. So he was able to like later on in life, um he like basically like, gained a certain amount of like college credits like in the military but then he was already like you know whatever he's like I'm like living my life I'm like 40 whatever years old or 50 whatever years old and um he's like so I'm never going to use these so he was able to like pass them on to me so I basically had a certain allotment of like credits and I can't remember what it was but it was like 30 something like months of like something paid um geez that's nice <laughs> so yeah it, it was awesome so basically like my whole plan of course like was to go to Colorado um basically my academics scholarship was always going to be there and then my athletic scholarship was to like get better and increase that so then when the other ran out I would be able to be like hey I'm staying here <laughs> um so that didn't fully come to fruition unfortunately <laughs> uh I did get better when I was at Colorado which is great uh, but basically it came to that, uh, time and my athletic scholarship still didn't match, um, basically the amount that that was covering. So then, uh, I went back to Florida and, um, just because I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to continue to run and all this stuff, but I also don't want to like take out student loans personally myself. Um, so I was like, I had the opportunity not to do that. So I went back and I ran for the university of Florida for, for about a year. And I ended up finishing up at Florida early um because I was supposed to stay there for two years and I ended up just like taking a bunch of classes and credits like over the summer and ended my uh my stint there a little bit early and then randomly I was at a summer camp and someone was asking me like what are you doing with your life now and I was like this I was like I have no idea I was like I'm living moment by moment I was like I'm at summer camp right now working and that's it and um and then I met a guy who I'd known for a little bit. His name is Jerry Crockett, and he uh, volunteer coached with Oklahoma State for a while in Stillwater. And he was basically one of the people that was asking me what I was doing now. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm just figuring it out. And he was like, hey, would you be interested in like doing grad school at all and running a little bit of Oklahoma State? And I was like, yeah. And uh, so he hit up Dave Smith and um, Dave ended up like contacting me like the next day and um, then I left in the middle of camp and uh, drove to Oklahoma <laughs> and started going to school there. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Have you ever like been to Stillwater at all or no? No. Yeah, it's first time. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was awesome though. I did I love Stillwater. Uh really? and the team there was like fantastic. Yeah. Dude, it it was honestly fun just for everything that we were doing. Like I feel like with Dave also fosters there, it's really cool. Uh just because I feel like everybody has like like exactly I mean, I have the same like sense of Oklahoma in my mind yeah. as well. You're like Oklahoma, you're like, oh man, I don't know, I don't know what's there. Well, I've just like not. seen pictures of Stillwater and I'm like, ooh, I've actually never yeah. been there. So like I don't even know why I have an opinion on it because I literally have not been there, but dude, same. I feel like I feel like most people feel the same way and I felt the same way. And um, but I got there and I think that's part of it is because everybody's like, Oh, there's like nothing in Oklahoma, which is like decent decently true like uh, i'm not the first shade at oklahoma people uh <laughs> or the state and um but i think he fosters such like a like a great team atmosphere that when you like step like step off whatever the plane um either for like recruitment or to like be a new person on the team it's just like really like a cohesive like family where and you just kind of realize like oh like i'm here to train go to school and then i'm hanging out with these like awesome people like in my spare time and then that's basically it anyways and you have like miles of dirt roads and tons of farmland so it's actually a fantastic place to train but i feel like just like the the energy from the team was just like so cohesive it was it was amazing yeah i feel like anyone that i've talked to that has gone to oklahoma state says just that i feel like the team and everyone that i've met that has uh run there has been really cool which is i feel like it's kind of rare well i feel like it's kind of rare because i feel like a lot of well maybe it's not that's also offensive you know yeah. Like runners are cool in general, but for some reason, I think the Oklahoma State people that I've met have been very chill, which yeah. I don't think a lot of runners are chill. Um, so I don't know what they foster there, but it seems cool. I guess I don't know they, how they do it. No, I, I I agree. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. But yeah, it was like yeah, it was a chill atmosphere. I was like I feel like everybody was able to do like whatever they wanted almost. Yeah. But they were like, as long as you're like prepared, like on the day, like let's do it. You know. So what year was, were you there? Great. I was there uh, in 2015. Yeah. Okay. So that's when they, they're, I mean, there's, they're always like good, but weren't they like really good back then? Um, so I, it was, it, I think the year that I came in was just like, just at the, like the cusps that like went down like a tiny bit. Like I think the two years before that, I mean, we still like ran really well. I think we got like 10th or something like that at nationals. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it wasn't like uh, the, a few years prior to that where it was like a powerhouse. They were just like always like top three. Yeah, that's what I was trying to remember. I I knew it was like in the middle of like the, I don't know, 2010s era. And I was like, I don't remember what years specifically it was, but I just remember seeing the bright orange men always like winning everything. Interesting. Well, Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlay, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I guess, how did you get into like the trail scene? Because that's very different than the like, I don't know, ultra, or that's very different than like the track world, I think. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I've always been like drawn to the outdoors. I mean, even when I first started running, uh, we trained in this park um, called Wickham Park in, in Florida. And anytime that I wasn't training directly with my team or had to go for like a double or something like that in high school, I was always running on the trails and just like really drawn to the outdoors. I feel like in most of the things that I did in my my youth life and uh, high school as well. And so kind of like after college, I, I had heard a few people like doing like this, like trail and ultra running and I actually experienced by doing a stage race in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee myself uh, one year in between. I think it was between when I went to Colorado and Florida. Really? And, like in uh, the middle of like college, you just did a trail race? Yeah, I did. It was awesome. Actually, like a lot, I was doing a lot of miles at, at Colorado. Um, oh, well, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> especially during like the summertime. So some of it was like, I was like, I'm almost like doing like 20 miles a day sometimes anyways. So um I was like jumping in or even like we would do fast long runs. So I would jump in like marathons and like run with people at like 545 or six minute pace. And they just drop out at like mile like 20 or 22. I just be like, all right, see ya. Like, yeah, let's get run with. You know, I just like got my long run in, which is great. Um, and so yeah, I was like doing a bunch of different stuff in the summer, but I, I think that's like always been my personality and what I've like loved about running. And I think kind of like what was like a bigger, which makes sense as well, because you're you're kind of like gravitating more into like a professional realm, like in college. But in college, and that that's where it like kind of like offset me a little bit with my my running trajectory. I, I feel like everything was like so like serious and dialed, which I definitely like love to a certain degree. But I feel like my personality type too, and what I really enjoy was like I love being serious. I love being dialed. I love working hard and being competitive. But also like in like my spare time, I also like want to go do like random shit basically. <laughs> um, so I I love that aspect of like what I had in high school. It wasn't as much there like in college. Uh, and then kind of when I got out of college, I, I basically like, took a little bit of a hiatus from like the whole running situation in general. But people started telling me like, hey, like you should go like check this out, explore this area and do this. So I ended up going and like living out of my car basically um, for probably about like four or five months um, in like southern Utah, Arizona. And um, I only stayed like a week or two in, in California, like near Ventura. And went to this like a ultra running camp for like adults but uh it, it was fun and that was kind of like my trajectory into it all yeah did you feel burnt out after like track racing is that why you took the hiatus or you just wanted some i don't know a little break i guess dude yeah 100 i felt i felt really burnt out and also like it just like became this thing where it's it didn't fully go the exact i would say like i guess like thought in my mind where i was like oh i want to become like professional like runner one day like on the track and or on the road and all this stuff and I got to a certain point I was like oh like it just doesn't seem like that's gonna work out for me you know and I was like I feel like I've been putting in like an enormous amount of work over the years and um it's just not like fully clicking here for me um so I was like that's I guess just kind of like the end of that journey um and also I just like felt completely burnt out because again I think not having that balance of like things that were also kind of like getting my spark or exciting me 
uh, it just became like a full, just like grind all the time. And then also without like so much like success that I feel like it just like kind of really like dwindled me down a little bit. And I was like, you know, what? I was like, I just need a break. I, I was like, I don't really want to run myself. I was like, I don't want to like, I knew I was like stepping into like more of like a career world now, like um, after college. And I was like, I don't want to work in running. So I was like, I want to just like completely like separate myself and like take a new step in life and like see, see what's out there. And I basically did that and just jumped around to a bunch of different odd jobs. And then I feel like slowly found my way back into like my love for, for the sport and running. I feel like that's such a healthy approach, which is, I don't know, nice to hear because even because your whole life is just consumed by running, there's life outside of it and you can always find your way back, but it, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the times, like you said, the grind just kind of sucks the joy out of it sometimes, especially when you're just not doing as well as you would like to do. Um, But being able to find your way back, like on your own terms is nice to hear because I feel like, I don't know, that's what anyone kind of wants in the running world. And you don't like have to force it, which I feel like you've done a good job of is just like, I don't know, easing your way back into it with what you want to do. Yeah, for sure, dude. Uh, no, I appreciate it. And I mean, I feel feel the same about you, too. I feel like you're doing like so much in the space and it's it's incredible and really, really cool. And I think part of it, too, is honestly, after I, I dabbled, I did like one or two like ultras, um, but then took like a big break or a big break for myself. Uh, I took like, I think, six to eight months off of, of running and um, and then when I moved to New York, I feel like it also just like also turned a key of like a whole new world of like what running is. Uh, and it really just inspired me in a lot of different ways. And I met so many different like community crews and like groups and all of the above. And I was like, dude, this is like so exciting uh, because not only like, and when I first started running back again, really, I was like, you know, maybe I want to be competitive, like eventually again or something like that. I was like, but really, I was like, I think I could just do this and, and be completely happy. I was like, I could run every now and then everybody's so excited about like what they're doing and they're using running in so many different ways that it's just like so engaging and so exciting. Um, and it's really cool. I, I really think that running is like a red thread of like, like everybody's like adult life. It seems like it's like, oh, there's like chefs doing it. There's like, like hospitality people. There's uh, artists doing it. There's like, you know, past like D1 runners. There's past like, or there's like subtly, there's new people getting into the sport. There's people that just want to go and like explore the local food scene. So like all of the above. And it was just like really cool just to to be a part of that energy. And I was like, this is like something else that's like really special and really cool. And I feel like it just like fostered my love back into the sport of it, you know? Yeah. And it's just such a different perspective. Like I said, the elite running world is it's kind of a bubble. So everyone and everyone knows each other. Everyone has the same exact life almost where they're yeah. doing the same things every day. And it's just not that much uniqueness. But I mean, my brief stint in New York, it really opened my eyes, I think, in a very like healthy way of just seeing what running is like. I don't even want to say for normal people, but just like for the broad population of like what running means to them. And it's so different than the elite running world. And it's so refreshing, honestly, like it's such a fun approach. And I mean, I kind of had the same college experience where like, I don't know, I'm also very type two. So I think being in an environment where every everyone else around me seems like, or a, a type a type B, like I'm a type B type of person. And everyone around me seems to be type A. Like I almost fell out of place where I wish I had other things going on and honestly when I started my YouTube channel in college it really helped me because there was something else that I was working on that was outside of running even though it was obviously all related but like I just feel like I need a better balance of like fun and um I don't know running so just seeing that in New York and just seeing how running plays a role in people's lives and just the community that 
it fosters what's insane to me. And I feel like it is a really good way to like get back into it without any pressure on yourself. You're just like engaging yourself in a community like that. I feel like it's so healthy. I don't know, just very different than like the elite running scene. Yo, hundred percent, dude. Yeah, it's 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 very very different. And yeah, and, and it's it was yeah, so grateful for it. It was really really cool just to. I feel like it's like inspired me to you know to find my love again for for the sport, and it was like insanely cool. Um, just because again, I feel like it like I don't know brought me back where like I eventually, you know, wanted to like you know train a little bit harder again and and do more competitive things. But also, it's just like there's such a like great other like outlet here as well of just like people like doing it just for the purity of it, the love of it, and like using it for even even using running for different aspects of their life that they're just like oh I don't. I wouldn't even really consider myself a runner, even though they definitely are. They're just like, I'm using it to like be creative for like my next art project or something. And it's like, dude, you're running like five miles a day. You're, t- you're definitely running a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why'd you move to New York in the first place? Dude, I moved to New York City because of Miss Molly Matibia. Mm. Yeah. Flame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> fire flames. Um, but yeah, actually, I met. I met Molly and a and a group of other uh it's mostly Nike people at this um camp during the summertime. Um, but I was in a I was in a group of people and I kind of just like got everybody's number in this like collective group. So I actually only met Molly for like a hot second. Um and then when I was like doing my travels after after college and I was kind of like cruising around or bumming around or whatever you want to call it, um, in like southern Utah and Arizona and stuff, um, I ended up I was like, okay, like I'm kind of like done with this now. I was like, um, um and someone basically that i knew from high school hit me up and was like, hey luckily i was just in beautiful scenery but they're like dude your photos are great and i was like thanks i was just like i just been taking like pictures of my iphone of this like beautiful scenery <laughs> um they're like but we need we're like in a bind we need like an extra person for the boston marathon um to shoot the the start line uh for marathon photo and so basically if you can talk about this camera a little bit like you can get the job and i was like cool so i just like studied the camera a little bit got on they're like cool come through so i went up to went up to boston and i basically hit that group up because i didn't know anybody else besides that collective of people that i met at the camp and uh and then when i was i flew into philly because it was cheaper at the time than the flying to boston and when i was driving through new york i texted that group and molly was one of them she basically like hit me back and was like hey like she's like i actually don't live in boston anymore i live in new york um and i was like no way i was like i'm driving through new york right now and she's like, oh, cool. You're staying around for the day. And also like a terrible line on my part. But uh, I was like, hey, by the way, I was like, I'm not a creep, but <laughs> terrible way to start a sentence. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like sleeping in my car and like just cruising around basically. Um, I was like, I don't know what that means. I haven't really ever like spent proper time in like a huge city like New York City. So I was like, I don't know what that means. I was like, can I like sleep like on the side of the road in my car? Or I was like, I'm gonna get towed. Is whatever else is gonna happen? Uh, I was like, so to be very forward, can I like crash on your couch even though I don't know you? And uh, she's like, yeah, I'm having a bunch of friends over tonight. Um, she's like, and we're all just gonna like sleep over. So just like, yeah, you can crash with us. And I was like, cool. Um, and then basically ever since then, I've I've been here and like lived with Molly. So it's been great. Wait, that is so, that's actually really cute. I feel like that's like I mean. Minus the, I promise I'm not a creep part. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that story is really wholesome. Yeah, and you right. guys are just really cute. You're, uh, I don't know, are they engagement photos? Whatever the ones of you guys yeah, are in. engagement photos. They're so cute. It's just so on brand too. I'm literally obsessed with them. Every time you guys post them, I'm like, that is so on brand and it's so perfect. 
Yo, thanks so much, dude. Yeah, that was a, such a fun day. We spent like just basically like six hours like running around some like of our favorite parts of the city. And it, yeah, it was awesome. It was so fun. How So how do you like train for what you do in New York City? Dude, honestly, it's kind of like a, it's kind of a mixture. I feel like it's, I, it's really helpful. I feel like to be in New York City sometimes too, because people pull me into some like faster stuff. Um, Cause every now and then, I don't know, I'm sure everybody feels that way. You're just like, uh, like maybe I won't work out today I'll yeah just do this run and so it's kind of nice to have that like dynamic here where it's not like everybody is like so dialed and like say like ultra running or something so I feel like it helps me keep it helps keep me very dynamic too which I like to be it's like fun to be able to like play around still with like marathon running or uh, even like some shorter stuff um, and feel like decently okay but overall it's just um yeah I feel like it's tough uh at at sometimes too to really like simulate some of the stuff for for direct ultra running but i found different paths and um so do like quite a bit of like long runs and all that stuff like all over the city but um and there's actually some like great like trails and paths like pretty nearby like the palisades parkway um uh rockefeller state preserve is not too far away there's some stuff on like long island bear mountain so there's stuff definitely within like a 30 minute 45 minute like proximity of the city um but really the altitude and the elevation still like gets me quite a bit um and that's always tough I feel like anywhere like I show up I'll like do like a a vertical k race um or something like that which is like very sharp just like aggressive and I'm just like oh my god, oh my god. yeah that was like the hardest thing I ever did like Jesus um but I feel like it's all like I don't know it's all a good balance but I, I kind of like throwing myself in the mix too and I don't know it's fun yeah do you have like a coach I don't have a coach why does I feel like that every like ultra runner just doesn't have a coach? Yeah, <laughs> I you also just write all like, your own training or just like run by how you feel. Yeah, I do a lot of my own training, and um, it is like kind of segmented, I guess, a little bit like on how I feel. But mostly, I have like sort of like a, a set up plan in my head that I like doing each week. Um, but for the most part, I feel like I also like I'm a very like chill individual, but also I feel like a very like terrible person to coach especially at this point <laughs> in my life <laughs> to be honest why and, do you say that um and just because like the things that are exciting me about running still it's like doing a lot of these like different things I feel like my athletics now it's like like I'm a professional like athlete and I compete in some like high profile like Toronto ultra events but also like I feel like I do a mixture of that like 50% of the time maybe and then 50% of it is like something that I call like adventure racing and that's like I feel like the seven marathon seven days like making like creating some of these like I feel like almost like schemes that are more just like long routes that I'm doing or like larger FKT stunts that are like more broadcasted and stuff like that and a lot of that those avenues are really exciting to me but again I feel like even though ultra running is a little bit more loose than I would say like uh like track and field or something or road running uh, a lot of coaches, which totally makes sense and is fair. And I've worked with a few coaches in the past. Um, and I basically just like apologized to them. I was like, sorry, this is the way I am. And it basically, they, they want you to focus on like a few like key races. And even though I do, um, it's like right in the middle of something. Maybe I'll be like, oh, actually there's like this 50 mile thing that I, I really want to do. Or like I did the speed project, like in one of my coaches, like, dude, you should not do that. That's like horrible probably for you. Um, so there was like definitely like ups and downs and then it basically just like came to me where I tried a few different coaches and uh, I ended up just being like, Hey, like, I'm sorry. Basically I'm not trying to like waste either of our times. So I think this was like a discovery and like trying to find my way myself. And, uh, but I was like, also like, this is nothing 
to be, I guess, be disrespectful for your like coaching philosophy, but like, this is like, what's really like exciting me and driving me for the sport. And without this, I might not even, you know, want to do it as much anymore. So I was like, this is like my life and my balance that I love. And if that's just like something that like is, doesn't seem really like, I guess like to fall in line with like a coach currently, but, but it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. I was just wondering because I mean, that makes so much sense. Cause that's what I was wondering about is like, how do you balance like, how does even coaching even prepare you for any of the things that you do? Because they're all just all over the place. So it yeah. does make sense that you don't have a coach. But that just, I don't know. It's just cool that you can, like, write your own training. You're motivated to do all of it. And also that you know yourself. And that you're self-aware. That you don't want to waste, it, like, a coach's time. And you know yourself. And I don't know. That's pretty cool. I just don't, like, I don't know. I feel like it takes a special person to not have, like, external guidance, you know, telling them what to do. But Well, well thanks, dude. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely nice too. And I, I think again, like my favorite thing in the world is just people's like excitement, to be honest. So I feel like that drives me a lot of the time too, good or bad. Um, and so I feel like a lot of the time too, like I'll, I'll I'm, I guess like manage my schedule around certain things like that. If someone like comes to me like, dude, you won't believe this, this is the craziest thing. We got to go do this tomorrow. I'm like, okay, say less, say less. <laughs> let's go. Um, so yeah, uh, but I feel like there's always like a flexibility to it, but yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to manage it myself. One of the questions I have, like you have a very cool sponsors. How did you like get in touch with, you know, Red Bull, Pit Viper? I feel like these are sponsors that people in the running world don't really have. <laughs> For sure, dude. No, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. And I'm so pumped to, to be able to work with them. And I feel like it just like, I don't know, fits a lot into my persona as well, which is great. Um, and it's just been so seamless and incredible working with, um, all of them. And, um, uh, but yeah, so actually Pit Viper was like a really fun story. Um, I don't know if you ever, he lives in Portland right now. Um, but, uh, there was two, two guys that went to, grew up in Florida and also went to the university of Florida called Derek and Dan Weehunt. I don't know if you've ever crossed. I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I know them. Um, but Derek works for, I think he still works for New Balance now, but, um, know them pretty well. And so I went to hood to coast, I think in 2017. Um, and when I was out there, I was like crashing at, um, uh, Derek and Dan lived together at the time in Portland. Um, and I was crashing at their house with one of my other buddies and, uh, Derek was like, Hey man, I just got these like crazy funky glasses. Um, my boss or his manager or whatever at, at New Balance, I guess, like was like super stoked on him, <laughs> ordered a bunch for an event. Not a lot of people showed up, unfortunately. And he's like, dude, I have like 200 pairs or whatever. It was like 100 pairs of these like glasses now just like in my closet. He's like, do you guys want some? And we're like, yeah, of course, dude. And so me and my other friend, uh, Jonathan, uh, grabbed some, went and did Hood to Coast. And like the whole time during Hood to Coast, we're like, you know, posting and like doing the whole thing. And so Pit Viper starts messaging us and is like, like, you guys suck or like whatever, you know, like basically like they're like talking shit to us. So we're like talking shit back to them. <laughs> and uh, So basically we just started like shit talking a bunch. And I was like, dude, I love these guys. This is like fantastic. This is yeah. awesome. And then so after that, um, I just started, I just started wearing them a bunch. Um, and then I think like a year later, um, uh, someone from Pit Viper like directly like contacted me or I got more of a like a relationship with them and I feel like it just kind of like built off from that from just like basically like more just like sending more product to like building more into like an actual like sponsorship relationship um 
so that was like super fun and awesome just like random and spontaneous but worked out because now i feel like also like pit piper like became like super yeah, now popular. it's huge yeah. and then there's a bunch of knockoffs too because yeah, everyone just wants to be like pit piper yeah it's so good um but yeah dude they're such a fun company i love their energy and then uh and then red bull um kind of same thing like not exactly no they didn't talk to me <laughs> but uh um i i started working with him what three i think three years ago now um um uh, yeah and basically like approached me to like do some stuff around the wings for life world run which is coming up may 7th this year uh <laughs> get the <to> plug <laughs> and um and so yeah basically i don't know if you've heard of that race before but it's actually pretty cool it's like really fun it's uh all the funds go back towards like spinal cord energy research which is like you know super close to like red bull because like their athletes are always doing extreme stuff um but basically it's just like event that happens all around the world basically at the same time um it's through an app they used to have like global locations which i think are, they're bringing back this year um where like it'll be like an actual like physical race uh, but it's all virtual still and there's a car that like starts like an hour or so like after you start and slowly starts speeding up and as soon as you get passed by the car you get like knocked out so basically it's like the furthest the person who makes it the furthest wins the whole thing without getting caught by the car and um so yeah so they were basically trying to like you know raise more awareness and like funds and stuff like that um for the event especially like around like the new york city market so started working with them on that as more i would say like a like consultant type situation and then um yeah and then i feel like the relationship just like fostered over the last like couple years too and they're like hey like this has been like fantastic we want to do more stuff like you're doing like pretty outrageous stuff too as like an athlete and um it falls in line with what we're doing and i feel like just like built into more of like a yeah relationship and officially signed in January of this year. So I was super stoked about that. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool. I feel like it is move. It probably like moves running forward a little bit too, because when people think of extreme sports or like people that are sponsored by Red Bull, they don't really think runners. So yeah. I feel like it's, I don't know. It's just very unique. Are there any other runners that they sponsor? Is it just you? Yeah. So there's actually, there's four other runners, I believe ultra runners. I uh, know like, uh, like for like track and field or, or road athletes. Um, but there's Ryan Sands in South Africa, probably butchering his name, but it's Florian Nuschwander uh, in Germany. Um, he's also an on guy, which is cool. And then uh, uh, Tom Evans in the UK. And then myself and uh, Dylan Bowman, uh, who lives like, uh, I, think he, I think he just moved to California, uh, Northern California from Oregon. But yeah, he's a North America guy too nice that's awesome did you already have like a social media because you have like a pretty big social media following i guess were there things that you did that like went viral or i guess how did you gain that just notoriety i guess oh for like social media and stuff yeah just for your social your own like personal brand dude yeah honestly um i feel like it's like just been growing like over the years but i feel like a, a the first like i feel like big spark um of it was and i feel like there's definitely like huge like ebbs and flows of like stunts that i do um where to like gain a lot of like attraction and then it, like you know kind of goes down a little bit again blows back up um but the first one i did was actually kind of like around the pandemic and uh you know like everything got like squashed or canceled or whatever and so i was planning on doing one of my first like 100 mile races um that year and i was like well you know what? i was like i still want to do it i'm just gonna go out and run 100 miles <clears throat> so i planned this route uh because i was down in florida at the time and I was like, I'm going to connect all of like the trails that I ran, like as a, as a kid. Um, and it basically like 
equated perfectly almost like 100 miles like this is perfect uh, so i'm gonna go do that and uh so then i kept like thinking about it over like a, a few days I was like you know what like everybody's kind of like locked up inside right now i want to try to bring more people like into into this and so i think it was like i mean i could be completely wrong about this but it was like the first time that i found out about it it was like instagram live had just like come out uh, or where you could like bring somebody into like the yeah yeah, like, yeah. you could like do a joint instagram live yeah yeah and um so i like basically like put that out there and like basically ran with my phone like talking to a bunch of people like all day long and like i was like hey where are you running at like where are you working out at and it was like this like super interactive experience and then we also like raised a bunch of money for like uh local retail shops in up here actually in new york city uh, and then we donated all the shoes to like uh different hospitals all around the city which is cool and so it was just like whole holistic i feel like moment but that like definitely like sparked a bit of like my like i guess like news coverage and like social attention like all this stuff but then it just also just like sparked something i feel like within me i was like dude that was probably like the most meaningful i mean it's still definitely probably like one of the, my favorite things i've ever done in running um and I think it was just because I had that aha moment I was like dude like running is like such a cool way to do all of these other angles of things that makes it so interesting I was like I got to like run 100 miles in a day it's like epic super hard physically like got to do this epic thing uh I was like I got to connect people all over the world together to do and be excited about like a sport for a day super cool I was like and then also like got to bring in like a bunch of like raise money for like local businesses and like entities and to like give back and i was like dude this is like so freaking sick so i feel like that also just like opened my eyes and a lot of like different like marketing avenues of like how i wanted to, to do things and also other ways of how i wanted to get people excited about the sport yeah i'm very intrigued because like you i'm guessing that you could make a living off of your just like running and just your own personal brand but you have the full-time job at on i guess do you just like love working or <laughs> I don't know, I guess how, or why do you have that job as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I could definitely, I guess, just do, do my, do my own thing um, and, and be fine. And, but I, I really love working, especially like within like the direct, like, like industry or being kind of like in the, in the system, just because um, I don't know. I feel like I have like more of like a voice and I'm like, like also like an athlete. So I have like connections with like a lot of people, like, like, in, like in the athlete realm, athlete realm, also in the community realm. Um, so I feel like I'm like almost like a connector of like these two like worlds. Um, so I feel like it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I have like a stronger stance to help like change the sport, but like from within. Um, so that's like, I guess like a huge, like, I don't know, passion of mine to, to continue to like work within a company. And also the, I love on, I think the people are fantastic. The organization's fantastic. And um, I feel like it's given me a lot of opportunity as well, just as a person. Um, so yeah, I love being around there and, and, and love working there as well. And, um, but I think mainly too, just like, I would say like within the the workforce, I'm just like super inspired to, you know, try to like make running more exciting and more cool and like all this stuff. And again, not saying that it's not, but just trying to push the, the, the movement forward um, so that like people like, I don't know, like we want runners to like walk into a bar and be like, oh my God, like there's blah, blah, blah. There's... So that's like, I guess my whole vision is just like, how can we like really like make like the athletes running as a sport, just like such a big like thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're doing a good job of that. And I've started working more with on as well, especially because I feel like 
you guys have like the company has become way more prominent in the states within the last couple of years so it's been cool to see them like develop and in like the elite running world with oac and stuff and just like in general population i just see so many people wearing on now and then just my direct interactions with them it just seems like a very cool brand that's very once again very chill and down to earth and just like talking to other i don't know sponsored athletes and stuff and i had mikey mitch who's like an ambassador for on on the podcast last week and he's like a ultra runner that like I don't know. He has a crazy personality and it's just cool to see like a company like on like embracing people as they are rather than, I don't know, making someone post on social media, like the same thing as all the other pro athletes, which is what a lot of companies do. So I feel like it's just a really cool company that is getting the attention that is deserved, you know, and it's cool to see what they're going to be doing like over the next couple of years and that you're involved in it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's just so exciting. And it's, it's such a, like you said, it's such an entrepreneurial place that I feel like it just like allows so many different people to, to shine in their own way, in their own way. And I feel like that's, what's like, you know, I feel like caused the company also to just like rise in such a successful way so quickly because like all these different, like, especially just like partnering, I feel like with the right people that are doing these things. And it's, yeah, it's been such a cool thing. It's just been like a rocket ship. Yeah. Going up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the, um, on track or on track. Oh, I've not track fest. It's in, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that because it's going to be like very different. They were describing what it was to me, and I was like, This is going to be such a cool track meet. I feel like it's going to be different than any other track meet I've been to, which is on May 6th at Mount Sac. So, pull yes. up, everyone. Yes, um, are you? I'm assuming you're not going to be there since you're all the way across the country. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I'll, be, I'll be here in the, in the city, holding it down. Yeah, do you work remotely or do you? Um, is there an office in New York? There is actually an office in New York. Um, it actually just finished up. We had we had one other office that was more of a showroom, and now we have kind of like a a hybrid like office and showroom, but it's more of like a proper office okay. as well. But it's right downtown near the the show the showroom uh, or near the this on store in Soho. It's a mouthful, oh, okay. uh, but it's it yeah it's down in that area in the Soho area. Um, but yeah, I, I work out of here quite a bit actually. This is the the New York Athletic Club. Oh yeah, I was uh, like, where are you? Like, is that your like a house or like, yeah, like is that? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, nobody really comes up here, which is like surprising. But it's like, uh, I guess I don't want to like put that out there because people might start coming up here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's great. Um, there's usually like a insane view of the city. Uh, but it's oh like, man, it's a, that uh, fog. Yeah, it's fog. <laughs> Ooh, I know, right? Um. But yeah, it's great. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably cruise down to the office like every now and then. But I, I feel like I'm always always on the go. So it's a little bit more difficult, which is great to, to be remote. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's everyone in New York is always on the go. Even if yeah. you work from an office, like a job like what you have or like, I mean, any of the Nike people I know there. It's like they're in the office, but then they're not ever actually in the office. Like yeah. they're just always bopping around from place to place, which yeah. makes sense. Um. Okay, well, I have a few listener questions I want to get through like really quick before we. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, what is like a bucket list goal that you have? Obviously, you just completed one of them, the seven marathons on seven continents. But do you have anything else that you like need to do? Bucket list goal. Um, so it would be really cool to. Um, I do have one that's big. Uh. bucket list goal but I one that I really want to do is like continue to go to like a lot of the iconic trail and ultra like meets 
so th there's like a handful of mics so like hard rock western states um like bad water um all, all of the above things like that but i kind of want to go to each of these each of these races all in one year and um run the race of course or run the route and then highlight the kind of like the the local like community and the story that kind of like has fostered um this race to come to be um and what really kind of inspired me about it was the the leadville 100 race uh and also hearing a little bit i guess more about like the western states history but the leadville 100 race was basically born out of uh the climax mine shut down it was a big mining town and so all these people got like laid off um because like some like new whatever i feel like i sound old but like some machine basically like modified the job and like all these people got laid off and um so there was a guy in town who, in, who ended up being the founder of the Ledbo 100 uh was one of those guys and was like hey i just saw this like or i just like heard through the grapevine or something or saw something somewhere um about this race called the western states 100 he's like we need we should do this here because we need people to be really tired so they'll rent hotel rooms and we need people to be really hungry so they'll eat at our restaurants uh, so he's like let's make everybody run 100 miles and so he basically started putting this on um, and it kind of fostered into being this like huge race series. And now everybody sees Leadville as this like outdoor Mecca. Um, and it's kind of drawn all this attention to this town. But basically it was like almost like running in like trail and outdoors that kind of like saved this town almost from like non-existing anymore. And it was just like so cool. And I feel like there's like so many different layers there and just spending a bit of time there myself, just meeting different characters like within the scene, um, for example, there's like a, like a secondhand store downtown of this guy named Smokey, who's like sells like all this, like, yeah, secondhand, like outdoor gear to all these people. And it's like a lot of people that are really pinnacles in the sport now, like kind of like went through that shop too, that are from Colorado. And so it's just kind of like all of these layers um, of storytelling that I feel like are really exciting and cool. Um, and that's, I feel like one of my bucket list items to go to like all of these different like iconic trails, run them myself, and then kind of like hopefully do a little bit of storytelling of like, how this like how these races basically have affected like these areas yeah wait that's so cool because i mean i had no idea any of that i went uh through leadville the first time like last summer mm -hmm. it was just so interesting because it's like i knew what it was obviously from the leadville 100 but like knowing that is just insane to me how like running because like most people when they hear leadville they think running or whatever but it's crazy yeah. to think that running was the reason that it's still there yeah, it's so yeah. sick, right? It's yeah, so cool. that is. Yeah, and their foundation too. Like they still give back like a ton of money to. They have a local college in town. It's called CMC. But yeah, through their the legacy fund to get into like a bunch of the races, um, it all goes back towards like this um, to this college. But and their college is like very like centered around like giving like outdoor education. So like a lot of like big outdoor stewards that come from that college too. And again, it's like fostered from this whole system of like running and athletics that pours back into these like education of the people that are like going to be like, Oh, like a great park ranger or whatever. So it's really cool. It's like a full ecosystem. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I want to, yeah, you definitely should do that because I personally want to hear more. And I feel like that's, I don't know. I don't really follow the running world that much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I don't, this is bad, especially cause I like went to a school like Oregon. Like I should know more running history. I just know nothing. Yeah. And I like don't go out of my way to like, find it you know because there's so much that I could dive into of the history of running and stuff but you should do it um and document it because I'm very interested um in hearing more stories like that so it, hands down um okay someone wanted to know how do you recover properly on a plane Woo. <laughs> dude honestly luckily um 
on a plane, it's very difficult, at least for a person like myself too, like sitting vertical, like horrible. I cannot do it. Um, I don't know how people do that. Teach me your ways, please. <laughs> uh, I'm always tired <laughs> whenever I get off a plane. And, uh, but it was lucky for like the seven marathon thing um, where we had actually like a chartered flight or it was like a regular flight basically, uh, but we only had 70 people. Um, so there was like lots of room. So I was able to like lay down like horizontal. And then also we like switched from like, like premium seating to, to whatever it's called a business class and all that stuff back to like economy. So you're able to like lay flat. Um, but for the most part, like I definitely struggle a little bit sleeping on a plane. Um, so I just try to get through it usually, <laughs> but, uh, in a situation like that, it was great. Cause I, I can't sleep vertically, but honestly I can sleep horizontally anywhere. So that's usually how, how I get through it. There you go. Um, <laughs> I guess like between like the seven marathons, like were you, were you just like eating as much as possible and like stretching and icing? Like what else were you doing? Yeah, just like tons of honestly like stretching, um, like foam rolling, like in the airports or like uh, like on the side of the side of the course wherever we were, and then um, and then just yeah, eating a ton, which is great. It was it was really cool. I mean, it doesn't seem like because we weren't there that long in each place. But I thought it was like really exciting and cool that like I feel like we got like a flavor of each culture in each place that we went. Like Antarctica, of course, was like crazy. South Africa was like super hot. Like we ran with a bunch of locals. We had like an Australian barbecue. Uh in Dubai, they were like we ran at sunset. So they were playing like um like the like traditional like prayer music and stuff like that over like the skyline of like the British Khalifa and stuff. I was like, this is like insane. Uh when we were in like Spain, I you I went down and like ate like a little like uh like a little cafe. So like, oh I'm in Europe, this is sick. <laughs> uh, and then all the above. So it, it was really cool. But yeah, I always try to like, um, which was I was like lucky since I was like in the front. I was I had like a few hours to usually like kill after. So I was able to like kind of like go off a little bit and grab some food for like 30 minutes or something and bring it back and just like cruise out with everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like you're out there running for long enough too, where you can see a lot of stuff. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, okay, well, the last question I have is, do you have any advice to your younger self? Dude, hands down, I got a lot of advice to my younger self. <laughs> um, but honestly, I, I would say my biggest piece of advice, um, and I didn't realize it then, um, and I think that's a lot of people say that, I guess, but, you know, just find a thing that's like, you know, lighting your soul on fire, exciting you so much, and just continue to go towards that all the time. Um, whatever your passion is and whatever your excitement is, I would, I would always say that because I feel like um kind of like what we talked about earlier i think sometimes when you find success in something it is exciting like right off the bat um but i feel like really trying to like navigate the waters to be like hey like why do i find this exciting and uh what's what's what am i really passionate about this like area of the sport uh, or this thing and um and that because that's what i feel like all i do now is like i'm like what's really exciting me about this i'm gonna go towards that and i feel like it's always just like you know it works out in a good way because i'm like i could do this like non-stop all the time i want to do this um so yeah just find really what's making you tick and go put all your heart and soul into that yeah i feel like keeping the flame alive you know is important yeah. with whatever that you do um yeah well I've, you're a very inspiring person like even after this conversation i feel like you're just a very chill guy that just loves doing what he does and i feel like a lot of people i don't know can learn a lot from you and just in terms of like how you live your life so I'm glad that I had this conversation because I feel like you're a very inspiring figure in the running world. So, well, thank you, dude. Dude, likewise. Um, and yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. It's uh, yeah. definitely a pleasure. 
Uh, where can people follow you at? Um, so I have Instagram. I feel like it's my main main bread and butter. It's just my name, David David Kilgore. Um, I'm on TikTok as well. Don't judge me. I'm terrible at TikTok. Uh, <laughs> and I also have like a YouTube situation going on. Again, it's not that great. Um, but yeah, all of the above. Um, hit me up on IG. I feel like I'm usually pretty responsive and stuff on there too. So yeah, give me a shout. Let's go for a run and let's have some fun. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time um, to close out today's episode. Can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Commas Over Cold Brew. I hope you enjoyed it. Seriously, go follow David on Instagram. One of my all-time favorite follows. He does so many cool things, so many cool races in the running world. So I hope some of you guys became new fans after this episode. Follow us on Instagram at commas over cold brew pod if you want to be up to date on the latest episodes or submit listener questions. Thank you all for listening and I will catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.